Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Alive and... Are you alive? Well... I think I am. I look a lot better colour than I did a couple of days ago. We'll come on to that in a minute. I was going to say just alive we... and kicking. Well, not quite kicking just yet. No. Just before we started, we have a countdown, and Ben was counting like he was launching a rocket. Five, <laughs> four, three, two. <laughs> Thunderbirds are go. Thunderbirds, if you want to sponsor the podcast, please let us know. <laughs> Tracy, I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know who who, who made uh, Thunderbirds, but if you want to sponsor the, sponsor the podcast, Thunderbirds you're more than still going, isn't it? I think they've got an animated series of Thunderbirds yeah, now. Yeah, it's, I can remember watching Thunderbirds when I was younger. I had all the toys and everything. It was amazing. Never had Tracy Island though. Did you, Blue Peter. Did you ever make no. Tracy Island off the Blue Peter? No, I never got around to doing it. I saw it on Blue Peter. I think it was before. I think I was only I was only quite young when it came around. Um, I am I am slightly younger than you, Ben. Slightly. I know we don't look keep. I've just done a quick uh, a quick Wikipedia search on Thunderbirds. It was created by Jerry and Sylvia Anderson, filmed by their production company AP Films. AP Films, if you want to sponsor the podcast. Um, <laughs> and it was made between 1964 and 1966. Wow. Wow. So so it is quite an old, old, old. We've got listeners that are probably remembering when it first came right. out. So Here we go. Digging out people's ages again on the no, show. No, no, I'm not, dig- I'm not digging out anybody's ages. <laughs> Andy Boff. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Sorry, Andy. Does he listen to the show? Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. Andy, yeah. I'm apolog- apologising on behalf of Rob. Please don't leave. Carry on listening. Sorry. <laughs> he works for me, so he's contractually obliged to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doing dirty on one of his employees. <laughs> employees on a podcast. How was your week gone? Started off really well. It started off really, really well. Um, from last Friday when we did the podcast, because we did it a bit later, went to Stoke Awards, which we'll come on to in a bit. Um, so we met and we we given out an award, so we'll tell you who won that in a bit. Saturday went to Combined Run Club and did about 4.8 miles, I think it was, because I did a bit of mustering back for people that were at the back and then ran back as well. So that was because you were NHS birthday. Yeah. Celebration. 75th anniversary for the NHS. Yeah. So that was really well received. I think we had 17 people. We're going to do it again in two weeks time. That's going really, really well. Um, Sunday, I didn't do any running. I didn't do Cheadle 4. I didn't do Wilmslow 10K. I didn't do the other race that was on. There was another race. Oh, yeah, the Port Vale. Port Vale 5K, our local run. And I didn't go out for any run for myself because of my ribs. I thought I'd save myself and recover fully. Uh, Monday, I went out with Stoke Fit and did 5.1 miles uh, with Louise Gibbs on a medium short. Tuesday, oh my God, I was rough as a bear's bottom. It was, I've had sickness and diarrhea since then. The bear's bottom's rough. I don't know. I think so. I never touched one. <laughs> not, not, no, not personally, no. Strange saying. <laughs> I don't know. Rough as a bear's bottom. Apparently they're rough. I don't know how rough they are, and I'm not going to go and touch a bear's bottom. Although the, 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 the zoological part by us have just had polar bears, so 
I could ask if they know if the bear's bottoms are rough. Peak Wildlife, if you're listening, if you want to sponsor the podcast and let us know if a polar bear's bottom is rough, let us know. <laughs> this show's taken a nosedive. <laughs> really. We're asking Wildlife Conservation Centres to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been really bad and well since Tuesday. So we, we won't. We won't go past Tuesday then because I think it's going to ruin the uh, the new feature of Inside <laughs> Manchester that we promised you last week. Yeah. Um, so sorry, guys. Other than other than that, you've had a yeah. yeah. We'll come on to it in a minute. Let's talk about the awards now. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about something positive rather than a bear's bottom. Well, it took me the best part of an hour and a half <laughs> to get from Birmingham on a sunny Friday evening. Um, over to Bad Badly Green. Badly Green, yeah. Working men's club. Yeah, that's the one. It is. Uh, to be to to join the Stoke Fitties. Yeah, and lovely lovely evening. Just lovely evening. It got eventful apparently when we left. I've seen videos. I don't know if you've seen the videos. I did. I saw the video on Facebook of uh, the the chair lady. Yeah, Tracy. The chair lady, Tracy and Peter. Tim West. Nick, Tim West, Nick, sorry, Nick, you right. Tim, Tim West. I don't know all the people merge into one. <laughs> one <laughs> drinking, drinking the pints. Yeah, necking pints. Impressive show that was, mm, wasn't it? By Tracy, yeah, and Tim did well as well. Tim didn't do too bad. But yeah, there was. Well, that... I'm impressed with some of these people got up and ran on Saturday and Sunday. Did, yeah, they? some of them raced. Some of them did really well and raced and did got some good results as well. <laughs> So shall we go through the awards? Um, there Let's was, I go for the awards. Sure Let's have many, a recap. I'm not sure how many awards there was. We'll count them as we go along. So it started off... For those for those that are new to listening to the show, we're talking about Stoke Fit, yeah. aren't we? Stoke Fit Running Club in Stoke. Uh, Stoke Friends in Training. Annual Awards Night. Birthday Celebrations. Yeah. And... Awards given to some well-deserved people for various things, which Rob's going to go through. And I think this next little bit really sums up what run clubs are about. Yeah. There's a real community. Um, so if you're not interested in Stoke Fit, I don't know what you're listening to the podcast for, mm-hmm. but fast forward for the next five minutes. But don't fast forward if you want to hear the community of a run club, because yeah. this is what it's all about. Yeah, and people, people that are local will know these people anyway, even if they don't run with Stoke Fit. I think a lot of these names you will recognise um, just from local runs that we do. So the North Stash Roadrunners, uh, a lot of them run in there as well. North Stash Roadrunners. Yeah. So we started off the evening with Best Newcomer, uh, and we have both male and female. So I think the first award was Best Female Newcomer, and that went to... Michelle Delgano, so well done, Michelle. I know, I think I think Michelle's a listener, so well done, Michelle. Uh, she runs. I'm going to make this job really hard for you editing this podcast this week. After every name, you know, you need to put a cheers in, Rob. Okay, think you can do that. Yeah, for us. I can do that. I can do that. There we go. So the cheers would go here. There we go. <laughs> so well done, Michelle. Cheers. Um, so Michelle, she's had two promotions in North Staff Roadrunners. So not just the one. Not pleased with just the one. She's now in Group M, I believe. So, well done to Michelle. She got best newcomer. Best male newcomer is... Ben Russell. No, no, no. The best wow. male newcomer, uh, who is Michelle's partner, is Elliot Powell. So, well done to Elliot. Another person. I need to give a special, special mention to Elliot, to be honest. He was very, very smartly dressed. He was. He was. <laughs> All the way down to his feet. <laughs> he wasn't barefoot, by and the way, barefoot, but you don't worry. 
he wasn't. But he had the... They must have been fresh out the box. The whitest party pair of Nikes. They were party <laughs> Nikes, in my opinion. Like, you only bring those Nike running shoes. I don't think they were vapor flies, but they were definitely a top-end Nike racing shoe. White and party coloured, that's all I can say. They were, they were very smart. They did Fantastic smart. commitment to the course. But he did very well, he's done very well recently with his running as well. He's very fast, very strong. Yeah. Uh, so he's one to look out for. Most strong de- running couple there. Definitely. The po- as they were called, the Posh and Becks of Stoke Fit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Tracy called them. So well what done. What would we be called? Bert and Ernie. Never. <laughs> I used to have someone that I knew called me uh, Bert. Oh, no. <laughs> there you go, Bert yeah. and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. Because of my eyebrows. <laughs> I've got quite big eyebrows. Uh, okay, maybe. Um, maybe. I was thinking we might be like Carragher and Neville. Yeah, possibly. I'm definitely not either of them. I don't like that. Well, I don't, no. I don't, to be fair, I don't mind Gary Neville. Out of the two, Gary, you can be Carragher, I'll be Gary Neville. If you're listening to the show and you can relate me and Rob to some kind of famous couple... Let us know who it would be. Mm, I'll have a think about that as well. Anton Deck, maybe. Anton Deck? <laughs> Which one are you? Deck. No, Ant. Ant's the taller one, isn't he? So I'll be Ant. And I've got Based a massive size, forehead as well. <laughs> you have. <laughs> Just because my, you, you don't know where my forehead starts and ends because I've got no hair. <laughs> Put your head down. <laughs> Based on size, we could be um, more common wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little and large. Little and large. Anyway, listeners, anyway, let us yeah. know. Back to the awards. <laughs> Back to the awards. Best, most improved female goes to Sean Holly. So well done, Sean. Uh, started, made huge progress over the last year. Started the new training program, working very hard. She's won several age groups in NSRRA this year. Uh, and she is a really nice person as well. So very popular with, uh, with Stoke Fitties. Most improved male. Is Jason Rob Silito? No, no, I didn't win. No. I didn't win this one. Didn't win any. Most improved. Bit of a spoiler there for you. Most improved male went to Jason Ashworth. So well done, Jace. Um, he's only. I don't know how long he's been running, but he's only recently run his first marathon. He did Manchester, so did really, really well there. And he also has qualified as a run leader recently. So well done to Jason. Female ambassador friend to the show and we've got a poem from this lady as well to talk to about we'll probably play it straight after these awards is podcast Ange, friend podcast friend Ange Morton she is a great ambassador for the club uh, Stoke yeah, well done, Ange. always helping behind the scenes and uh, always a positive influence to everybody male ambassador Another friend to the show who listens to the show quite avidly, Peter Gibbs. So well done, Pete. He came over and talked to us, didn't he? Um, at the show, at the at the awards as well. Uh, so yes, he did. He's doing really, really well. Another valued member of the club as well, and he is Stoke Fit through and through. Most supportive and encouraging female. This is a first award that went to Amanda Kelly. Um, very good runner. Very very good runner. Um, she's taken the NSRRA by Storm. Uh, she think, Runners. Yeah, I think she came third recently, third female at Cheadle 4. And she's doing really, really well. Most supportive, encouraging male, Matt Craig. He is one of the leaders of Stoke Fit. And he is really, really encouraging, really nice man that he could, when, he get, when he get a chance to speak to him. Uh, and he is always really encouraging on a run as well. And he is a really good leader. So well done, Matt. Leader's Choice of the Year, so Leader's Choice of Runner of the Year, second award for Amanda Kelly, 
So well done, Amanda. Excellent in running, female. Can you guess? Amanda Kelly for a third. So well done to Amanda for winning three. She she had to carry three three shields and three uh, um, trophies home with her. So well done. I said to you at one point. I hope she didn't come on the bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was she was she and she's only small as well. So I think James, her partner, had to help her with carrying them. Uh, excellent in running male is Steve Jennings. Again, Steve is one of the leaders and. I think he was the first person I went out on a run with when I first started with Stoke Fit. He was the leader and he really encourages you, does really, really well. And he is an excellent runner. I think he did last year. I might be wrong, but I think he did 365 days worth of running like consecutively. Um, struggling with an injury, well, was struggling with an injury recently, um, but he is back on form and he is really, really good runner. Stoke Fit leader of the year... Which was sponsored by a little-known podcast. Don't know if you can, if you don't know if you've ever heard of the Couch Too Coached podcast, but we sponsored the Stoke Fit Leader of the Year, and this was my vote for Leader of the Year. Uh, it was to Louise Gibbs. She is a really good leader. If I get opportunity to, I go tend to go out on her runs. Um, because she, she takes you different places. I've, I've been places in Stoke that I thought I'd never been before. I've never been before. She's taking me places I should never. I'm not going to sing, but she's she's really good, and she takes all over trail and takes you through nettles and all through the mud. So she is a very good leader, um, and I went out with her on the Monday as well uh, for a run. And then last um, last award is chairperson's adversity and running. <clears throat> this chan- this gentleman wasn't actually at the award ceremony. It goes to Neil Gerrard. So well done, Neil. I'm pretty sure last year, I think he got best it, male male newcomer, I think, they got last year. But Neil's a really nice man. He hasn't been Stoke fit for a while. He's having his physical health troubles at the minute. But he is a really good, really good runner and a really nice man as well. He actually, a bit of a random fact for you, jet wash my mum's garden. And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he watched my mum's garden for it. Well, a garden path for If you had switched off from listening to the, uh, the Stoke Fit Awards night, <laughs> your ears just pricked up then, didn't they? And Rob said that. Dear, oh dear. So, yeah, there you go. That's uh, Stoke Fit Awards. It was a very good night. I had a really good evening. Uh, and it was nice to see you as, ben, as well, Ben. Celebrities for the evening. A couple of people came over to talk to us. I think I lost them. <laughs> Still just think about it. Yeah, don't oh. think about it. Don't think about it. Just move on. Just move on. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, it was nice to have. Um, it was nice to have a chat with some of the Stoke Fit members. Um, I haven't seen many since. You know, the two races that I did, Crew and All Sager. Yeah. So it's nice to put some faces to the names. It always is, really. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it was a lovely evening. It was. It was good. We, we left just as the dancing got flowing, didn't we? I had a bit of a dance. I got dragged onto the dance floor by Doreen. So thank you, Doreen. I had a bit of a dance with her before I disappeared. Uh, back to my loved one who'd recently had surgery. So. Yeah, How was she? She's good. She's all right. She's not too bad. She's doing really well. Good, good. She's had to look after so, me, unfortunately. So, yeah, I mean, that that brings us to it, doesn't it, really? 
Inside Manchester, mm. the new feature. I'm doing really, really well. <laughs> the feature where each week we talk about the big things that we have going on at the moment, Manchester Half Marathon, hence the name Inside Manchester. And this is an honest, an honest discussion between couch and coach as to the training and Rob's feelings and my feelings on Rob's training. Um, a little bit maybe about my training as well as we go towards Manchester Half Marathon and then on to Manchester Marathon in April. Yeah. And we started this because we were 14 weeks away from the Manchester Half Marathon. So we said we'd bring you this new feature. Rob left the show last week all motivated. I was really motivated. Was? Well, I am still. But I was on, on last last week. I felt You're really running really good. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. well, so come on. Inside Manchester, week one. Yeah. How has it been going, Rob? <laughs> it started off pretty well, I would say. I, I, we knew last week. I've got a rib injury, and my rib injury is better. By the way, I sneezed this afternoon and I felt a bit of a twinge, but it seems to be a lot better. <laughs> these, I know these sounds like excuses. They aren't excuses. Well, they are, but the genuine excuses. So, yeah, so I can say Friday we had the award ceremony. Saturday I went out and did part run with a uh, combined run club. So that went really, really well. I did 4.8 miles, but a bit of mustering. Not, not, too heavy, not too hard. I think it was 45 minutes easy that I was prescribed on training peaks. So I think I did that in two sessions. Sunday, I think I was down for an hour and a half, easy, but I didn't go out because I didn't want to push my push my ribs too much because it does. It really did hurt. I know I'm I'm going to move over, move on from them because it gets worse. Monday, I went out with so fit, like I say, and that was really really good. Really enjoyed that, and my ribs started to feel better. Tuesday, woke up and felt rough as a bear's bottom, as I've said. Um, carried on work. I did actually work Tuesday. And I was planning on going to football, but never actually went to football. For the first time in months, I didn't actually get to football, purely because I was in bed for most of a Tuesday evening, because I felt really, really poorly. Woke up Wednesday, well, Tuesday night, I'll, sp- I'll spare you the gory details. When I, ne- do. I was never off the toilet with my with either my bear's bottom or my, or my head into the toilet. Um, and then when, yeah, so we didn't, I didn't do anything Wednesday. I was in bed for most of Wednesday, asleep for most of it. And I didn't have anything planned for Wednesday evening anyway. And then today is the first day where I actually feel, I would say 50% better. Um, it's the first time in a long, long time I've actually rang in sick for work as well. I don't tend to have sickness off at work. So I, I, my boss was very, very understanding. So I'm hoping my coach will be very, very understanding as well. So what what you're basically saying to me Go on. is we're, we're, we're recording this now yeah. on a Thursday. Yeah. 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 So if... Just if, 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 let's let's say big if, you don't run tomorrow. 
I'm planning on running tomorrow. tomorrow. I have got I haven't got anything in me training peaks, but if you put me something in training peaks, I will do it. I will deliver. We'll just move today's hard session to tomorrow. I knew we were gonna say that. I knew we were gonna say that. <laughs> so you've done five five point one. Six, seven, eight, nine. You've you've done about ten miles in the last two weeks, Rob. I know. I know. How are we gonna shave nine minutes off half marathon if all you can do is ten miles in two weeks? I'm gonna sing again. I am gonna think sing again. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? You're going to sing. I'm going to sing. Sing. I'm going to get you. Can only get better. Can only get better. Yeah. Well, you you don't know, do you, Mardu? So what's the the plan for the rest of the week? Because you've got titties titties worth 10K at the weekend. Are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's my plan. My plan. And that's why I was not running last Sunday because I didn't want to... It's, it's trail. It is quite hilly. I don't... I've never ran it before, so I don't know. This is provided... It was for... Spon- not sponsored, but Stoke Fit had two entries for Titusworth and I had one of the entries. I asked for one of the entries. So, um, I didn't want to spoil that by running a long run last Sunday. That's my excuse and that's what I'm sticking to anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm running Titusworth on Sunday. I've got pop- running a long run last Sunday wouldn't have spoiled Tittiesworth this weekend. It might have done, no, when we rib. Might have done. You don't know. <laughs> this is this is how we would normally go down on a on a, on a couch to coach call. <laughs> I just want to just want to put a disclaimer out there. If I was to coach any of the listeners, I wouldn't be this harsh and brutal. <laughs> um, I'm a really nice coach and really encouraging, but for podcast content, what are you doing? Oh, uh, well, I, I have had a rubbish couple of weeks. I know. I admit that. I do admit that. When we first started this podcast, right? You think back to where you were, and I think you were just coming off the back of London Marathon, mm-hmm. and you hadn't ran for how how long? A couple of weeks, I think it was. Couple of weeks. So you basically now where you were then, not fitness wise, because that's not fair. Because you've done a lot of running since then. What I'm saying to you is, what was the big thing back on episode one? What was the theme of the show? I can remember that, uh, and this, this hopefully will get me some brownie points back. Consistency. Come on. Consistency. So how do we get this consistency back? Well, because I know there's an intention is there to get you running again tomorrow. I can't realistically put you straight back in on a session, so I'm going to delete that as we speak because hmm. that can't happen because that, that just wouldn't be good coaching as well if you're coming off the back of a, a bad sickness bug. So I think all we can do realistically is to put you a bit of an easy running. Okay. Maybe 45 minutes easy tomorrow. Okay. If that, I mean, you've then got Titisworth on Sunday. Is this a genuine race, Titisworth? It is. <laughs> it is a genuine race. You're not just winding me up. No, no, Titisworth 10K. It's a reservoir. So it- so we got Titties Worth 10k. So ordinarily you'd be resting tomorrow anyway, because then on Saturday you'd be doing your 25 minutes easy and stride. So basically like your shakeout run, and then we'd be going into Titties Worth on Sunday, trying to do what we can. But I think just in the name of trying to get you back out running and maybe shaking off some of the cobwebs, we get you out for 45 minutes tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. And then intentionally next week, I'm not going to 
bore the listeners by going through your entire running week, but we've got to get you back out running. We've got to get that consistency back because I think the biggest thing that happens for any runner of a recreational level like we are is consistency and variety is what drives that performance. And we can't put the variety in it until we got the consistency. I must admit, I have missed the running. I admit, if, if you, have you really? Yeah, if you would have said to me yesterday, Wednesday, if you would have said to me, go out running now and you feel better, I would have gone out running. After. So you're blaming me? No, no, it's nothing to do with you. No. You're telling me that I should have messaged you and said, <laughs> no. how are you feeling? No, 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 no. That's what I'm <laughs> no. If you, would have, if you would have said to me, go out running now, I would have said, absolutely not. Because I probably, probably would have got expletives because I was that rough. But if, 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 if in the world of, if, if, if on the world of medicine, if somebody said to you right now, Rob, if you could go outside now and go for a 15-minute okay, yeah, yeah. run, you'll feel 100 times better and you, be, you won't feel sick anymore or you won't feel like you need to go and run to the toilet, then I would have done, if that makes sense, because I was that feeling that unwell. And I have missed running. I do like to go out. I haven't listened to – I, I listen to the, an, another podcast. I know I'm not supposed to. And, uh, and there's not another running podcast, don't worry. I can't listen to us whilst I'm running. It puts me off, <laughs> puts me off running. So – I've, I listen to another podcast. I've missed listening to that podcast, so I know how people feel when we don't do a podcast. So I have missed that. I have I have missed the running, and I have missed the feeling of, of, of being out and about. So, it with all seriousness, the intent in, intent and the will has been there. It's yeah. just been physically, and I suppose mentally at times over the last couple of days, it hasn't been there at all. Yeah, I think, it's, look, these things happen. I mean, inside a marathon, the book think that think, started think this I, off. I think I've got away with that, listeners. I think I've got away with that. <laughs> that bit of a no. spiel. <laughs> no. Um, I think the inside a marathon book that brought this sort of um, idea to the front, it's a really good – have you read any of it? I've read uh, the first have you? This page. Yeah, I have read the, and the, and the, and the blue you, had, you haven't been running. You've had plenty of time lying down. You haven't even bothered to read the book. You haven't even done your read. I've been asleep. Are you committed to, I've been asleep. Are you committed to this? Are you committed to this podcast or what? <laughs> you can't use that. You can't use that. What, one, of the things, no, what, one of the things I've always said, and people say, what, what's your motivation for running? I will always say, well, I can't go into a podcast and talk about not running. And for the last couple of weeks, that's literally what that's I've been doing. Not. <laughs> no, the the book Inside a Marathon, um, it, it basically talks about things like this, like the bad weeks, like illnesses and sickness bugs and, and injuries. Unfortunately, they happen. I think the biggest thing really is trying to uh, be sensible with it, but as soon as you're able to, is to come back and, and get back back in the saddle really I think we're looking at Manchester half marathon now as being 13 weeks away it's come at the right time if we if we take the positives out of the sickness it's come at the right time because we're not like three weeks out from Manchester where you could still have a bit of side effects we're not halfway through the block losing two weeks and you've got to start trying to build back up it's come at the start most people would start a training block for a half marathon we talked about this a couple of weeks back with the ideal training time would start a marathon half marathon block at about 13 weeks so what we'll do is we'll scrap this section of the show pretend it never started this week we'll do week one next week Next week, we've got a new feature coming for you called Inside Manchester, where Rob is going to detail his training for Manchester. 
just make it happen. Let's get that consistency back. Yeah. Let's see now as the good thing, the, the start of the good thing, because it's really important to remember as well that not every run has to be a good run. Mm-hmm. Training for a half marathon, it's not about having a bad run and losing the motivation. It's about basically putting together as many good weeks as we possibly can in the build-up to that half marathon to give us physically and mentally, psychologically, the confidence to go and run our best race on that half marathon. And that comes from a, a series of things, the good runs, the strong sessions, but also the challenging runs that you do when you don't feel like doing it, mm-hmm. overcoming bouts of sickness and knowing that you can still run after it. it you've got to take positives from things like this. Yeah. And, and genuinely, I, I wouldn't say I'm 100% better. I feel 50% better. So tomorrow, I think I'll, I'll feel a whole lot better. And, yeah, um, you will. So I'll be able to get I'll be able to get out there and I'll be able to get a run in. Um, I was consider- I, mean, I was considering going out for one this after this evening, but I thought to myself, well, if I do one now, I might feel worse tomorrow for it because I've got no energy. I've not been eating very well. I've got I need to have a day. Yeah, a I mean, day, I think. it's quite an anxious time when you come back from an, in- an illness, isn't it, or an injury? Yeah. The, that going into that first run after an illness and injury, you don't know how the body's going to react. So there is a bit of anxiety there. And it's almost like, oh, should I delay it a little bit longer? Or am I going to be okay? Or the bit of the sort of fear of how is it going to feel? I think the best thing you can do really is your body, as we've said before, does give you the signals and the signs. Listen to what the body's saying. If the body's saying to you tomorrow, and you've already started to come to terms with that already, because you're talking about going out for a run tomorrow, listen to your body, Mm -hmm. go out for that run. But don't try and push yourself to where you think you were prior to that. Just literally go out for the 45 minutes that we've planned. Ignore the pace. Ignore any of the data. Let me deal with the data side of things. Let me deal with the looking at if it's affected you in that terms. But you just go out for 45 minutes and enjoy the fresh air. And actually, you might feel a little bit unwell still now because your body's craving that run. It's, it's missing something that you've been giving it. Yeah. And that's the exercise. Yeah. You've probably got a bit of cabin fever yeah yeah you're probably right you are probably right i think it's feel a bit better after it yeah hopefully 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 it will and it, it, it yeah I'm, I'm looking for i am looking forward to get back to running i'm looking forward to, to titusworth as well i've never run titusworth it's a new race that i've never run I'm like, oh. <laughs> bears arse in titusworth um <laughs> moving on anyway so we listen to Ange morton's poem Welcome to Poets Corner. My name's Ange Morton. This is my latest poem, entitled Stoke Bit Awards Party. Stoke Bit Awards Night, an infamous do. Not just about awards, but partying too. If you didn't make it this year, you don't know what you've missed. Just a load of fitties, all getting Our chair Tracy can drink with the best, but I think her pint challenge upset our Tim West. Down in one, she didn't cheat. Whilst Portin bowed down and admitted defeat. It backfired on her later though, whilst on the M6. It curdled with the shots and up came the sick. Michelle Dalgano was a slip in the loo. Or was she just having a very long poo? By the way, she'd had too much wine and gin. She just needed a nap before starting again. Along comes Stu Parton with his usual swagger. Approaching our Joyce with his sunglasses and a stagger. They're playing dirty dancing. Let's do the left, said Stu. 
Don't worry, I promise, I won't drop you. She launched herself as she let out a yell, and down on the floor with a thud they both fell. Not as strong as you think, are you, Stu? It's a good job Joyce had had a few. Now it's not all about partying and having fun. Some fantastic awards by members were won. So well done to those who went home with awards, especially Amanda Kelly, who ended up with hordes. She's such an inspiration, and support is cracking. But for goodness sake, don't let her catch you slacking. The DJ was ace, and the buffy was yummy. It was good to see Rob and the chappy from Brummy. Presenting Lou Gibbs with Leader of the Year, she lifted her shield to a great big cheer. Her runs are legendary, her leading skills so good, but with a slight reputation of nettles and mud. <laughs> so the party is over, and there's a few sore heads. But there's memories to cherish as we get in our beds. The next race day is looming, we need to get up and train. And we look forward to next year, and we'll do it all again. Lovely poem. Uh, we we tried to force her into writing one at the awards night, didn't we? Well, well I think you to did. be fair, it Correct. came it came quite quick. So I presume it probably she probably had things in her head beforehand. Yeah, no, it was pretty good, pretty good poem. I I love listening to it because I was, you know, I never expect it. Obviously, she sends them to you and then you forward them on to me a messenger, and I always then get a little message to go, oh, Andrew's done a poem. I'll send it to you. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, I listen to it straight away, like I could be walking around the shops or something. So I listen to it, have a little chuckle to myself. But really good poem, Ange. Loved it. It is a very good poem. So they're always good value for for a bit of a laugh. So thank you, Ange. Again, to the listeners, if anybody wants to send us a poem in, more than welcome. We've got Poets Corner occupied currently by Ange Morton. But if anybody else wants to have a go at doing a poem, please do let us know. Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. Although you don't feel it during a run, running uphill, running downhill, running with any degree of intensity, all requires you to activate muscles in the hips, in the hamstrings, in the quads, and that all comes from the the core muscle strength. The Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Couch to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. Shall we look at Strava Leaderboard? Let's look at other people's running rather than focusing on mine, which is going to get 100 times better over the next couple of weeks. Shall we focus on people that are doing a lot of running? It starts now, Rob. Just it does start now. Inside my chest, it starts It now. starts tomorrow. It does. It does. Definitely. Definitely. Don't let us down, Rob. <laughs> the the, the, the um, notoriety of the podcast depends on me. 
Don't let us down. Don't let the listeners down. <laughs> They've been with us from the start. Don't let them down. 32 episodes in. 32 episodes. They're only listening to this show because of you. Don't let them down. I doubt it very much. I doubt it very much. Anyway, Strava leaderboard. Last week. So from Monday to Sunday last week, as we know, my running was obsolete. So I was nowhere near the top, nowhere near the, the middle point, nowhere near the bottom, really. But in third place, she's back. We haven't heard the name for a while. Alicia Gilbert. So well done to Alicia. Uh, she did 56.1 miles, so well done to Alicia. Let us know what if you're training for anything. We'd like to know what people are training for. Are you joining us in Manchester? We've got a quite a, new, a number of people joining us. In second spot, with 58.4 miles, the geezer from New Zealand, Sean Moynihan. Well done, Sean. Mm. Top man. And then top of the shop, with 67.9 miles, is Kieran Bedford who was training for a marathon. So, well done to Kieran. I'm not entirely sure. What's he doing? York? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what he said. York. Um, and I think, how did he get on with... Did he do Cheadle 4? Let's have a quick look. I know he didn't run Cheadle oh. 4. He didn't run Cheadle 4, but he's... He went set. out yesterday. Yeah. He nipped to the shop yesterday to get some coffee and took a 7.53 mile route to get some coffee. <laughs> Legend. Now that's dedication. I think you can be swapping me for Kieran soon. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a mile he, round trip for coffee. That's dedication. Yeah, he went, to, he went to get some coffee. I'm assuming it's for his partner. I won't want to see Rebecca Washington without her morning coffee. And there's a picture of him with his coffee. Yeah. Fair play. I mean, I'm a big coffee fan, so I think that's great. I'm not a coffee drinker. And this week, in in third spot, we've got Christian Prince, one of the Gators from 26.8 miles. Well done. In second spot, we've got Morgan Thompson with 29 miles. So well done to Morgan. And then top... Again, no. Go on. No, what? Where's where was Morgan? Second. No. Has it changed? It's changed. Oh. It's changed. Sorry. Adjudicator, official judge. It's changed. Oh. Let me just get yeah. my. Let me refresh mine. Oh. Sorry to be a. Oh. Sorry to be the Strava police. But oh, it's changed. it's changed. You're right. Refresh my screen. So, in third spot, sorry, Christian, you've been bumped off, is Morgan Thompson with 29 miles. And sorry, Morgan, you've been relegated. Um, it's had a shuffle round yeah, because somebody's coming. Penny Massey with 31 Penny. miles. So, well done to Penny. What time did she do her last run? She's uh, literally got it in whilst we've been recording. Oh. Yeah, 6.12. Yeah. My last. She's yeah. literally got it in. She did 10 miles. So well done to Penny. You've just sneaked in there. Well done to claim second spot. This is how hot off the press it is. If you want to get to there, you get a bit of an insight. We run, we, sh- we shoot the show at half past seven. So if you want to get last minute movement, let us get in there beforehand. And then top of the shot, that hasn't changed. With 36.4 miles is our mate Kieran Bedford. So well done, Kieran. I had Kieran, got a plan to shout out who came fourth, but that is Christian. Izzy Shaw came fifth this week. She was the winner of Cheadle 4, female winner of Cheadle 4, and well done to Carl Moulton, who I believe is the male winner of Cheadle 4, which was race 10 in North Staffs Roadrunners. Uh, 
So we need to get Ken back on, actually. That promised me to remind me to say we need to get Ken back on. So listen up for the show future, in the future with Ken Rushton back in to talk to us. Do you know um, all those people we've just given a shout-out to? Yeah. What do they have in common? They've actually run. <laughs> Consistency, Rob. Consistency, absolutely. They are consistent. They are very good runners as well. They are very good runners. I'll be, I'll be back. Don't worry. Don't, don't write me off. Don't. I won't be back at the top probably, but don't write me off. I am dedicated. I am going to be consistent. What did you call me the first couple of shows? Mr. <laughs> Consistency. Or did I, did I call myself that? <laughs> I think I called myself that, didn't I? You did. You did. <laughs> just call myself. Just call me Mr. Consistency. <laughs> I've just noticed something. What's that? Talking about Mr. Consistency, July the 11th, July the 10th, July the 8th, Dave Morton. Oh. He ran 5K on July the 11th. He ran just short of five miles on July the 10th. And he ran 5K on July the 8th. There's Mr. Consistent. Even Dave has run more miles than you in the last week. <laughs> Well done, Dave. Well done, Dave. How many miles has he done? Do you, know what you remi- Do you know who you remind me of? Who, me or Dave? Yeah, you. Oh. Jack Grealish. Well, I'll, I'll take that. I'll absolutely take that. No, because since you did your PB at that half marathon, you've gone downhill because you've just been partying, <laughs> stag dudes, drinking, <laughs> not putting the work in. <laughs> Not doing the training, you just got carried away with yourself. You've done a Jack Grealish, but then again, pull yourself together, man. But then again, Jack Grealish was not so good last season, but this season he's come on leaps and bounds. So I can do that. I'll pull that myself. Is very true. I'll, I'll, I won't do a Jack Grealish because Jack Grealish doesn't do this, but I'll pull my socks up. I thought you'd stop wearing compression socks. I have actually. Yeah, I want to see your calves. <laughs> anyway. Not as nice as Jack Reelis, I must admit. Well done to all those people on the Strava Leaderboard. Again, yeah. fantastic growing community that we have created for you, the listeners. Mm. It's, it's thriving. Really good to see. It is. It is very much so. Very much so. I really enjoy looking at that and seeing where people are and liking people's runs when they do runs. So well done, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Protein Rebel. Have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event? You're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps, and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. Definitely not. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient lists that reduce the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, supports your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. 
If you go onto their website and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. Listener's question. Go on. We've got a listener's question. So this is from Chris Moles, Apollo Plumbing. I presume he's a plumber. I hope he's a plumber. Is he one of your coached runners? <laughs> I hope he's a plumber. <laughs> it's just his name, Plumbing. <laughs> yeah, he's one of my coach runners, Chris. Um, he, really nice guy. He's He had a terrible terrible sort of end to last year start of this year he was supposed to do Manchester Marathon um, got injured I think he was supposed to do York Marathon and Manchester Marathon got injured had shin splints terrible case of shin splints but we've got him on the right track Um, he had a bit of a, a layoff from running shin splints hopefully seem to have gone away um, and I hope you really nice to him when he had a layoff I was good I'm, I'm, I was true to my word. I was nice to him and everyone else I coached. Um, <laughs> with apart from you, um, <laughs> we've got him consistently running again. Consistently running. Um, he's doing some nice sessions. He's working really hard. Uh, he is a plumber, so he's he's got a heavy labour-intensive mm. job, but he gets it done. Um, and he's joining us for Manchester Half and Marathon. Oh, yeah, um, that's good. So he's one of the new recruits to that race. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get him in good shape because he's had a terrible sort of six to eight months where he hasn't been able to do any races or anything like that. He was supposed to do Birmingham uh, 10K back in May and I think a couple of days before he picked up a sickness bug. So it's, I really hope Chris can continue what he's doing and we'll see him at Manchester. So yeah, nice guy. What's his question? So his question is, does running late in the evening affect the quality of your sleep? I would say, before the coach answers it, I would say that if you're struggling with sleep, it would be have a massive positive effect, positive effect on your sleep if you are struggling uh, because you're tired. It makes you tired. I suppose from a, a mental health nursing point of view, sleep is really important, uh, and you can if you're not getting enough sleep then your motivation and your energy will be low that you won't want to go out running. But I suppose from a from a coaching point of view, what would your opinion be around? Is it a good thing or a bad thing go running late at night? Does it help with sleep or does it hinder sleep? I think in terms of running, I'm, I'm someone that personally likes to run in the morning. Yeah, same here. For starters, for a number of reasons. I feel that I mentally... Mental health-wise, I feel better for the rest of the day if I've got my exercise done in the morning. I think if you um, live a busy life, sometimes you can have really busy days and decide, well, I'm just not going to run tonight. And and I think once you've got it done in the morning, it's out of the way. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I think, obviously, you have to just try and get it done in the evening if that's all the time you've got. So I think, first of all, run when you can run is what I would say to you, just on a side note, because I think if I give you the answer to this and say, yes, it improves your running, I wouldn't say necessarily swap all your morning runs to the evening just to promote better sleep. It's important to run when you can run because consistency 
Keeps coming up a lot, doesn't it? Consistency. It's like being episode. back in episode one. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, I think getting that consistency in running is more important than trying to control your sleep patterns and, and how it might affect your sleep. I think running in the night does have benefits for your sleep, in my opinion. I think people that exercise late at night might experience their sleep quality getting better simply because after you've done a run, your hormones have been altered. Um, it will potentially um, help regulate your hormones and help improve your sleep quality. And naturally, once you've done exercise, your heart rate wants to come down and you might find it easier once you've done your late night run. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Have yourself like a shower or bath or whatever it is you do. And then you might find it easier to fall asleep because you've come to a natural end of your day with a bit of exercise. Um, running in general, improved fitness does actually improve your sleep quality mm. um exercise in general so people that exercise will have better sleep quality um i think running in the evening uh, running at night will give you um i think better sleep um it should have positive effects on your sleep but i think it's just more about the individual in terms of um <clears throat> you know are you somebody that when i've done exercise for instance the first thing i want to do in the evening uh, first thing i want to do after exercise is eat Eat, yeah i always feel i want to eat and then if you exercise let's say at eight or nine o'clock at night for an hour and you do a session i know personally i'd come in i'd be raiding the fridge for something to eat something to drink are you then going to get to sleep at a relatively healthy hour to get a good night's sleep? Because if you're not going to be able to drop off until, let's say, 11, 12 o'clock, but you've got to be up at 6 o'clock in the morning, the quality of the sleep might be good, but are you getting enough sleep? Mm. So I think it's all about what fits your lifestyle, how you respond after exercise. It's individual, but I think... In actual terms of uh, the the body itself, I think there is research there, if you look into it, to say that it should promote your sleep quality. Um, But it's a a difficult question to answer, I guess, because it is, again, quite personal. I think as well, with running, I always say that running is a a time for me to be able to reflect uh, and go out and and, and think about what's happened during the day as well. So if you go out at night time, you've obviously got more to reflect on. So you go out and you reflect on what's happened in the day and what went well, what didn't go so well, what your plans are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you've had a really rubbish day at, at work, I was going to say school then, at work, you, you want to go out and you want to go running. You can't because you've got things in, 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 in place, like you've got to put kids to bed, yeah. like I've got to put kids to bed, or you've got tea to make or whatever. Having that opportunity to go out once all that's been done is a good stress relief. Rather than turning out, turning over and saying, right, I'm going to go put put the tally on, have a, have a bottle mm. of beer or a wine or, or, or a yeah, drink yeah. of whatever you choose to drink or juice or tea or whatever, and have tea or dinner, you go out and you run. Again, we feel the benefits because it's out of the way and done. Well, that might be the way of saying, well, that's it now. That day's over. I can focus on the next day. And I think it. We'll see, uh, I think it's a good. It's a good. And like I say, whenever you can run, go out and run. If you're a night runner, you're a night runner. If you're in a morning person, because people are more people, you're either a night owl or you're a morning person. I find I'm more of a morning person. My partner would probably argue that fact because I don't like getting out of bed in the morning. 
But once I'm up, I'm up. Uh, and, and at night time, I prefer to wind down uh, other than going out with Stoke Fit that tends to be a night or playing football. But I don't tend to go out really, really late. I suppose in summer as well, going out at night time, it's a lot cooler. So it might be beneficial to people go out at night time as well. Yeah, I think it, it leads you to healthy choices. So if you're going to run late at night, one thing that you probably aren't going to do is you mentioned beer and alcohol mm-hmm. and stuff like that. If you don't run, you might be tempted to sit on the sofa, have a couple of glasses of wine, a couple of beers. But if you're not going to run until nine o'clock and then you know that's going to be the last thing in your day, I know you're going to run between nine and ten and by 11 o'clock you're going to be in bed for a good night's sleep what you're probably not going to do is have alcohol alcohol affects sleep so if it leads you to healthier choices it'll improve your sleep if you've had a busy stressful day doing the exercise is a way of stress relief if you haven't got so much stress in your life or you've managed to compartmentalize the stress that you've built up in the day you're probably going to sleep better because the anxiety is taken away if you've done your run and you feel a sense of satisfaction and you're content with your running, you probably are going to sleep better. So I think there's lots of arguments depending on which way you look at it. And a lot of it comes from the mental side of it, I think. Um, You may find that your sleep quality is better because one of the things that you find is that your sleep is interrupted by your thoughts, your subconscious thoughts whilst you're sleeping. I'm terrible if I've got like a... I don't know, a, a busy day the next day. Like I was working in a school on Wednesday. I had a really bad night's sleep on Tuesday because I was constantly thinking about what was going to happen in the school and the classes I was going to be teaching. Yeah. Um, whereas I know that if I haven't got to worry about because I've already sorted that out in my mind, I'd have had a better night's sleep. Could I have arguably gone out on Tuesday night before yeah. I'd gone to bed and done a run, been away from the kids, been away from the TV, been away from my phone and thought about that lesson plan on Wednesday morning to allow me to go to sleep on Tuesday night with a clear mind? Mm. Who knows? Mm. Interesting thought. I suppose that, 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 that to everything, there's pros and the cons, I suppose. And, and, and I, I can understand where, where he's coming from, where Chris is coming from, because he's asking, it might affect... Potentially, and I think one thing that I would suggest, and I've, I've just had a quick look on onto one of the research, is that you're probably better off not doing something an hour before you go to bed. So give yourself an hour after get, getting back in for a run. If you've done like a quite intense run, if it's just, if it's like an easy run, that might help you to go to sleep. But go home and maybe wind down a little bit because the adrenaline is going to be pumping. If you've just done a threshold run uh, or, or, or a tempo run or you've just done a session, that might be a negative impact on your sleep because your adrenaline is still pumping. But most research, been, I've just been looking on, on a lot of the, the websites, a lot of the research says it, it'll help sleep rather than hinder sleep mm. if it's done right. Good question. Very good question. Well done, Chris. Thank you for that. I mean, give you a bit of an advert as well for your plumbing business. <laughs> if, you want, if you want a plumber, my brother's a plumber. He's going to kill me. <laughs> go to Chris. <laughs> I don't know where he lives. If you want to sponsor the podcast, Chris. Yeah, there you go, Chris. If you want to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> come and let us know. Couch reads, coach reads. Go on, what you got? You've been, um, let me guess. Um, you've been reading Harry Potter. Nope. I haven't been reading, been reading. I haven't, I've been reading Inside Man Marathon anyway, so don't worry about that. Yeah, I've been reading Inside <laughs> Marathon. He's been reading, um, I don't know, Runner's World. Yeah, 
believe it or not, it is Runner's World. I told you, I'm going to get my money's worth, even though it's not my money, Laura got me the subscription. I'm going to get my money's worth out of this magazine because it is a really good magazine, um, Runner's World magazine. What have I been reading? Looking at core strength and how that can improve Ooh. your running. I did a little core workout yesterday. Did you? So it mm. says runners, runners spend a lot of the time searching for the perfect training plan that combines easy run, speed workouts, and rest days to keep building their fitness. Most plans will also include a day or two listed as cross training, which may use as an opportunity for additional cardio. But if we dedicated that time to strength training, specifically our core, we'd reduce the chances of injury, increase our speed, and run more effectively and efficiently. So core training and the benefits of core training. I don't do a lot of core training, I must admit. Um, you can probably tell by the size of my belly. <laughs> I don't do a lot of core training. But what are the benefits? What are the side effects? How can it help? And what kind of things can the everyday runner do to help with core training? Was that a question for me? Yeah, I suppose. I've got a couple here that we could – so the side plank – leg raises so rather than lying on face down with your arms in front of you one side raising your leg up and down uh, hip bridge march so getting your body getting your body off the floor getting your bottom off the floor and then alternating arm and leg plank so rather than just sit it st- uh, lying there flat rotating your arms one arm up one arm down uh, and the legs as well i'd like to say I, I must admit i don't really do a lot of core strength uh, when i used to go to the gym i used to do a yeah. lot and before i started running i say seriously obviously not seriously this week but before i started taking running seriously i had a lot of pt sessions tom tom board if you're listening, Tom, I don't know if you listen to the podcast. If you want to watch the podcast, let us know. He's a PT. He's a really good PT. Uh, and we used to do a lot of core strength as well because that obviously prevents injury with strength training and also running. So, I mean, I I did a – well, me and Rach went to the gym yesterday uh, when we'd finished work to do um, a bit of a workout. Um so we decided to do a bit of an ab circuit, and we we basically just pick six exercises. We did crunches, um, did some flutter kicks, did some plank, did some side plank, did some other various ab works, and we basically just picked picked the exercises and said, right, this is what we're going to do. And we went round it. Um, three times doing the six exercises and it took us probably about 15 minutes yeah. maximum abs have got a little bit of a soreness to them today so i know that it's targeted the abs with yeah. the delayed onset muscle soreness um i think like with anything you know what i'm gonna say don't you it's just consistency i think it's pointless going to the gym or thinking oh i'm gonna do abs and doing one workout because yes it works the muscles but it's not going to necessarily make them stronger by doing them once every couple of months so the first thing is do exercises do ab workouts pick a workout that you can commit to in terms of how much time do you have available in a week five minutes every night to do some ab workouts could probably be manageable set yourself the 30 day ab challenge episode two i think we did that we did i just remembered that when you mentioned it so let's 
let's sort of look at first of all can i consistently commit myself to doing an ab or a core workout when can i do that put that into your routine and then commit to it really and try and challenge yourself to get done it doesn't have to be an elaborate ab workout just literally four or five ab exercises that you can do on a circuit three or four times round and just commit to doing that for a period of time and i think what you will find you will as you will improve as a runner because although you don't feel it during a run running uphill running downhill running with any degree of intensity all requires you to activate muscles in the hips in the hamstrings in the quads and that all comes from the the, the core muscle strength so if we can work on that we'll have improved posture um and having improved posture will lead to you being a better stronger faster runner that's what i was gonna i was gonna say uh, is it about the posture of a runner mm-hmm. and keeping yeah. you more because i suppose the, the longer and the more intense that you run naturally you start to mm-hmm. lean forward a little bit more mm-hmm. so with the course you've never seen then- anybody running up a hill they slump forward yeah and that's because they're getting tired. Um, muscles are giving way, essentially coming fatigue, so they start slumping. But for you to stay in that upright posture that you need to be good at efficiently as a runner to let oxygen in through and, and into the lungs, you need to be staying up nice and tall. Yeah. What we said, imagine a helium balloon on top of your head pulling you up is the best way to stay nice and tall. Um, which allows you to open up the airways and get the oxygen in, allow the diaphragm to expand. That requires core strength. Um, that's just one of the roles of the of the core of the abdomen to be able to maintain that posture. <coughs> Coughing fit on air. You're going to keep that in, aren't you? Yeah, purposely. <laughs> that break in the, that pause was because Ben was coughing, by the way, guys. <laughs> Expect a tough workout if you keep this in the show. <laughs> so, I suppose for me, the question is, does running actually help your core as well? I don't think... I don't know. I, I mean, you've got me there. That's a good question. I don't think running on its own will improve your core strength. No. I think to some degree, your body becomes used to your running posture. Mm. So I think the core becomes used to what you ask it to do. I don't think on its own, it improves your core because you're not using the muscles. You're not putting the muscles under any more demand. Yeah. So like to, 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 to increase your bicep size, for instance, you have to put it under strain. So you have to lift 10 10 kg dumbbells you then have to lift 12 kg dumbbells for periods of time you have to lift 15 kg dumbbells for a period of time so if you stood there lifting 8 kg dumbbells for months on end your body becomes used to lifting 8 kg dumbbells so it doesn't you're not asking it to grow so i think my my thought process would be without looking at it is if you're constantly running your body becomes used to running in the posture you ask it to so it doesn't have to adapt just applying sort of common sense to it um so i'd say in addition to your running you need to do ab workouts something that i neglect as well as running by the looks of it but it is something that i am looking at i suppose it is 
like I say, it's relatively, I wouldn't say it's easy to do because nothing's easy to do when it's exercise, but it's manageable if you can fit it into your schedule. Uh, and you don't have to spend an exhaustive amount of time doing it to improve your posture no. and improve your core strength. So it is something that I am interested in in doing. Is it something that you talk to your coached runners about as well? Um, I talk about doing strength exercises. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I'm not a PT. No. So what I don't really do is to prescribe workouts yeah. strength workouts i prescribe that they do strength in general and i'll tell them some exercises that i think will improve them as runners so doing body weight squats doing lunges single leg lunges because running is a single leg sport doing things like clams to improve hip um, mobility yeah um doing um <clears throat> you know calf raises that sort of stuff they're all good things i think as runners, sometimes what we do is we go on cycles of needing to feel like we need to do strength work. If we run four days a week and we want to do strength, let's say, three days a week, what we often try and do is we try and be the best runner we can be for four days and we try and be the best at being strength workouts for the three days we do strength workout. And if we're not the best at our running what can happen is you can lose motivation because I'm not very good at it. I don't run consistently. I give up and that's what happens. We have to remain consistent with it. With the strength, it's the same. If we set ourselves unrealistic targets of going, right, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week and I'm going to do these three sessions. I want to be the best I can be at strength training. But we have a blip and we miss two workouts. All of a sudden, we lose our motivation, we lose our consistency, and then all of a sudden, we don't do strength work anymore. Yeah. And that's what happens. We go on cycles. And I think it was Steve Magnus um, that I heard on a podcast basically say, you shouldn't strive to be a 10 out of 10 at everything. You should aim to be a 7 or 8 out of 10. And what I basically meant by that is I think we've spoke about this before as well. Like, Think of all the things that make you a runner. Running itself, strength work, uh, hydration, nutrition, recovery. If you look at those as cogs in the machine, don't try and be 10 out of 10 of all those things because you could be a 10 out of 10 at your running, but all of a sudden your strength work, you try and be a 10 out of 10 and that slips and all of a sudden yeah. you become a zero. Yeah. You could try and say, I'm going to focus on my recovery. All of a sudden, let's say you don't go in your ice bath or you don't do your stretching and all that sort of stuff. You start at a 10 out of 10, but all of a sudden you become a one out of 10. Before you know it, all you're doing is running. But if you are kinder to yourself and go, right, I'm going to be a seven out of 10 at each of those things and I can miss the odd day and it might not be perfect. I might have a bad run or I might not get in the ice bath or I might not drink enough water today. It's okay because all you're asking yourself to be is a seven out of 10 and all of a sudden out of all those cogs in the machinery, you're a seven out of 10 across the board and that's better than being a 10 out of 10 at something, a zero out of 10 at something. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So I would say I'm probably about a seven out of 10 at the minute then. Maybe... Pushing it uh, at what? Recovery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I haven't even done my half. I haven't even done my half after the last couple of days. I've been out of the bed. I've done been doing half. So you, you probably, bed. One thing you've been doing is drinking water. So you probably be a seven out of ten out of hydration. Yeah, there you go. So I've got I've at least a seven out of ten on something. I've kept consistent with the water. Yeah, with my hydration. Let's pick the positives. <laughs> Absolutely. So Absolutely. there's the challenge for you, right? So between now and next episode. 
episode one of the Inside Manchester, because we're starting next week, because I'll give you a week to build into it. Let's try and be a 7 out of 10 at all those things. Okay. 7 out of 10 at your running, your strength work, bit of core, recovery, ice bath, nutrition, vegetables, hydration, water. 7 out of 10 at all those things. Fueling, protein rebel. Fueling, protein rebel. Use two natural ingredients, maple syrup and salt. Um, I, I promise, I put my hand on my heart, I promise, with all my capabilities, barring another injury or barring another sickness bug, which I definitely don't want to get, I will be, between now and next episode, Mr. Consistency. Back yeah. to... We just need to get you consistent. We, I mean, we've got 13 weeks to the half. We've got even longer to the marathon. But one thing that is, on a serious note, with fueling, we mentioned Protein Rebel... Each week that goes by is a week to practice fueling and hydration on running because one thing that you've done a lot of recently is the shorter races where hydration, uh, drinking water whilst running and fueling isn't needed. We need to get plenty of running in now so we can start practicing, getting your protein rebel or your chosen energy gels down you at the speed of running, digesting them, drinking, making sure they sit well in the stomach, practicing your fueling strategy. And the closer we get to that race without having practiced that and doing the running. Let's do it. I am 100% committed. I am going to be the best runner that I can be. I am going to be consistent and I am going to smash it. I am going to get that gold goal that I wanted to get of... Nine minutes. Yeah, nine minutes off. It's a big we goal, but it. I can do it. Just start can now. Do it. Definitely. Definitely start we now. can do it. Start now. And on that note, again, thank you to all the listeners for listening. If you've got a question, please let us know. Send them into the usual places either via Instagram at couchcoached, via email at couch2coached at outlook.com, on TikTok, on Twitter, on threads. That's going quite well. Uh, on Facebook. Let us know if you've got any questions. Let us know what you're reading. Let us know if you're joining us at Manchester Half or Manchester Marathon. And we will see you all later. See you later.